Welcome in, everybody, Bearcats fans, Cincinnati fans alike. We're doing a little bit different version of Inside the 275 Loop today, as it is a miserable, ice rainy day outside. Um, no classes today for us, and so it made it really hard for any of us to really get to campus because it's so darn icy. But hey, we're making the show work anyway because we got technology. We we aren't cavemen. I love so, technology. Love technology. If if you're a SpongeBob fan, you would start bashing. Your we have technology. <laughs> okay, enough of that. Um, anyway, he just maxed out the volume. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> anyway, my mic levels are a little, 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 a little sensitive. Tonight. It's okay. Yeah. All right, we're doing this via Zoom, so we're bringing this show via Zoom. This is actually episode twelve. Um, it is. We actually don't have episode ten posted. I'm not really sure what happened. They there, got but... lost in the metaverse. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll just yeah, we'll stick with that explanation. We can, so. we can blame something. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll blame Mark Zuckerberg for it. Yeah, Why not? Yeah, we can do that. But uh, we got a couple things to get to tonight. Uh, mainly, mainly, Bengals are in the gosh darn Super Bowl. That's going to be the main topic for tonight. How about it? Uh, but Today, we'll we'll quickly touch on uh, some Bearcats news, and you know, start with Bearcats football, like we always do. Not a whole lot going on other than, you know, the senior bowls happening right now. You got you got guys like uh, MyJ Sanders, Desmond Ritter, Jerome Ford, Alec Pierce. Um, trying to remember who else is in it. Am I miss- I'm missing somebody. Darian Beavers. Darian Beavers, yeah. Yep. Beavers. Yep, you got all those guys in the senior bowl. And it's it's really cool to turn on TV, see the senior bowl, and you see all these sea paws everywhere. Like, it's it's crazy the amount of sea paw helmets that you're seeing. Um, they talked a little bit about Ritter yesterday while I was watching it and Darian Beavers as well. And, you know, I, I think so far from, from what the footage that I've seen, which is very limited, um, Darian Beavers was receiving some of the most praise uh, from the announcers. They're like this dude is big and he's built like an NFL linebacker. He's fast. He can plug holes really quickly. He's just, you know, he's going to play really well at the next level. And, you know, so I think that's an exciting thing to, you know, it's a, yeah. For a Bearcats fan, it's exciting to see, you know, these seniors potentially get drafted, potentially see them play in the NFL. Um, I don't know that we've seen a whole lot of Bearcats play at the same time uh, in the NFL. You know, Derek Wolf and, like, Kevin Huber. And then, the you know, let's see. I'm trying to think. Because I think in the early 2010s and mid-2010s, there were, like, five Bearcats in the NFL. It was, like, Kevin Huber, um, the Kelsey brothers. Yeah. And then um, Brent Selleck was in the league. Oh, true. Brent Selleck still was there, yeah. And his – Connor actually, Barwin. Yeah, Connor Barwin. There you go. So there's like six of them. Uh, well, the Selleck brothers too. I can't remember the, the Selleck brother who went to the uh, to the Niners. can't remember his name. Um, oh, well, you had Chris Moore in there too, who was a wide receiver. For the, I think he still plays for the Ravens, if I'm not mistaken. No, he, uh, Chris Moore plays for the Texans now. I think recently, like, yeah, right now, but I'm pretty sure, like, a couple of years ago, he was still playing for the Ravens. Yeah, he was a, he was a Ravens member for the longest time. So, I, I, I guess the more I think about it, the more Bearcats are active in the NFL than I realized. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, here's a fresh batch of them getting ready to try to go in, um, try to get a draft stock of some kind. It's going to be fun to see who lands where or, you know, if anyone lands where. I, I think you're going to see Ritter get drafted. I think you'll see Darian Beavers get drafted. I think my Jay will get drafted. Um, I think Alec Pierce will definitely get drafted. Um, I couldn't tell you when mm-hmm. in, in the draft. I think, you know, Jerome Ford to me is probably the biggest question mark of them all because he's not a very big running back. He's very physical and he's a great running back, but 
you know, how can, how can he translate to NFL? Who's going to give him a chance to play? And, you know, if he gets a chance, how, you know, is he going to succeed in the league? It's, it's, he's the biggest question mark I have, but I don't doubt his abilities. So Mm -hmm. I I totally missed this if you talk about it, but uh, he did get invited to the combine. He was one of the first. Yeah. He was one of the first to get invited. Um, I saw it on Twitter. I don't know. It was a fancy graphic. It said Jerome Ford got invited to the combine. I'm like, sweet. Cool. Love that. But uh, I actually didn't know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, I just counted uh, current active UC football players in the NFL. There's 18 of them. Wow. Really? Yep. Uh, notable ones. Derek Wolf still with the Ravens. Obviously, Kevin Huber. Oh, he is still playing. Uh, James Hudson uh, is with the Browns. Uh, uh, it's the tight end for the Packers. I can't say his last name. Uh, yeah, that oh, guy. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Travis Kelsey, uh, Marque- Marquise Copeland is in as a defensive oh, yeah. tackle for the Rams, so he's playing in yep. the Super Bowl too. Uh, Jason Kelsey, uh, Elijah Ponder, uh, Derek Forrest. Uh, oh yeah, James Wiggins as well. Eric Wilson, Chris Moore. Yeah, there, there's a there's a fair amount of them. Not a lot of them were like uh, they're not high in the depth chart or anything, but they're there. Uh, Unless you're well, I mean Josiah Aguara is kind of becoming. Uh, oh, actually, of, no. He is. He is uh, top of the depth chart. He's starting tight end, starting tight end, and starting fullback. Might I add? Ooh, he's also fullback. a fullback. <laughs> you don't. You don't see. Many, you don't, I feel like you don't see many fullbacks nowadays, and because no, you do not. Hughescheck's still playing. I didn't even know unless, that. Yeah, unless you're Kyle Hughescheck. Yeah, like fullbacks are kind of just like. Yeah. Like I never realized Kyle Hughescheck was still in the game. I forgot about that. Yeah, he plays for the Niners now. He almost went to the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, yep. we'll get we'll get to that NFC Championship game, but we'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll talk about that very briefly. Oh yeah. Um. Anyway, the yeah, man, I forgot about how many current guys there are. There's a lot Apologies of guys. Them. A yeah. lot of guys. Yeah, apparently a lot of guys. But um, you know, a new big fresh batch getting ready to come into the NFL. It'll be exciting to see who goes where. I just hope Desmond Ritter doesn't go to the Steelers. Um, that's assuming that he gets drafted oh, 15th man. overall. Yeah. Um, which is a big assumption. And not to diss him, not to diss him, but you go to the Saints. Like like I said last episode, I, go to the Saints. I was just we need gonna a quarterback. Say that. I was just gonna say that. We I need a quarterback. Saints need a QB. I love Taysom Hill and I They have Ian Book though, right? Ooh. Oh no, he don't. No, he don't. Ian Book flopped. Like oh, his start, it was awful. I do not want Ian Book to be our quarterback. I want, I'm okay with Desmond Ritter or I don't know any of the other quarterbacks in the draft. But like, wait, 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 back up. Are you guys Saints fans? I'm a Saints fan. I'm a pure Bengals fan. I'm a Saint. I'm a Saints fan okay. and a Bengals fan. Okay. I right. I love my Saints and I love my Bengals. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. At least you're not my buddy Jacob, who is a. Uh, He's a number one Steelers fan, but he's a number two Bengals fan. That doesn't make that, sense. That that's sad. that's just like that, that can't happen. That doesn't make that sense. Happen. What do you mean? No, I, 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 you, I how can I you look, like? I don't know either. It makes me sick. He like I, I think okay. So here's his here's his reasoning. I'll, I'll, I'll just break this down really quickly. So one, he's from like the uh, like the northeast area of Cincinnati, like you know, like the Mason ish sure. area. I can't remember exactly where. I think he went to Lakota East. So he's from Lakota East. But his okay. family, he's like he's got a family of Steelers fans. Oh, that's unfortunate. It is. 
So yeah, it's, mm, oof, yeah, so it's, it's, kind, of a, it's kind of a weird situation. But anyway, uh, I, I, I mean, I agree. Ian Book is definitely not the guy, but it's it's a tricky situation because it's like, you know, do you draft Desmond Ritter if you have, or should you trade for a quarterback that's currently like, like, you know, what do you do? It's they're kind yeah. of in a tricky situation. They, they, like, they very much mm-hmm. are, especially with the like, you know, their head coach is now gone too. So yep. there's a lot of mm-hmm. things that they have to do. And granted, I love Taysom Hill so much. He is one of my favorite players in the NFL. He's not a quarterback. <laughs> like he's he's not, which makes me sad to say, but oh my god. Yeah, I think a really good fit for Desmond Ritter would be uh, the Washington uh, now Commanders. The Washington but I think Commies. That's a really good fit for him. The Washington Commies. <laughs> Let's go. I saw that name. I saw it was leaked on Twitter, and I'm like, oh no. <laughs> well, game's... because there was there was that news helicopter mm-hmm. that flew by the yeah. building, and there was like a camera guy with the zoomies just zoomed in on it Beep. and was yeah. like, Commanders. There, there, there's been some funny funny things coming off of Twitter. With with that name, I won't. I, I can't really say they the chose a episode, horrible but. name. They did. Yeah, horrible. The, the horrible. chance are not going to be good. Like the, someone made that Let's point. Like the, yeah, no, literally, that was Seriously, one. That yeah. was one of them. And I'm like, this is horrible. It's a horrible idea. Like I could <laughs> see it working, but uh, I feel there's so, a I there's, feel bad for watching. There's a YouTuber named Scooter McGruder. If you if you've ever seen his videos, um, he does have pretty good videos, but he is a Cowboys fan. Anyway, oh. um. <laughs> He was he was doing a video about the Wash about Washington being named the Commanders, and he's pretending to be on the phone, and he's like, "Man, you literally any other name would have been better. The Red Tails, the Red Hawks, the Red whatever, the Red Wolves." And he's like, "Even hell, even the Red Coats would have been better. Like, because at least they're not communists." Like, <laughs> I, thought, I, I thought that was funny. I thought that was really funny, but yeah, it's America's gonna give them some well deserved. I was gonna say a word I can't. I probably shouldn't say. So uh, I'm not gonna say. Well, it. well deserved. Uh, poking fun at. Yes. Yeah. Sure. I don't yeah, know. We'll, so we'll, we'll, it's we'll, a very we'll, roundabout way of doing that, but like it's fine. Yeah, we'll, we will put it like that. So we're gonna make fun of you. The, that's essentially what we're gonna do. That's the currency. We are getting way off topic here. We are. So that's it's fine. That's all we have. It was kind of correlated. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Started with. But you no, know, I, I think the Washington football team would be a good fit. God, no, I'm stuck calling them that. I think Washington would probably be a good fit for Ritter. Um, I could see there was another team I had in mind that I thought he could maybe be a good fit for. I don't know. Maybe maybe the Niners wouldn't be bad for him. Yeah, I, I could see that too. Back. They do. They do need a quarterback because, like, I love all the ground and pound, whatever, but it's only going to get you so far. Like, yeah, I mean, they, they have Jordan Love, or not Jordan Love. They have um, Trey Lance. Trey Lance. Yeah, they have Trey Lance. Uh, but I don't know. I'm I'm not really sure. I'm not an NFL guy. I, I'm only kind of an NFL guy. I know I can tell you pretty much anything about the AFC North, and that's really about it. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. That's a good point. But so that's really all we got for Bearcats football. Bearcats basketball. Not a whole lot to get to. I mean, the last time we talked, which was last Thursday, um, Bearcats were getting ready to face East Carolina, which was a game this past Sunday at noon. Mm. Uh, you might have forgotten it happened or didn't realize it was happening because, you know, the AFC championship game. Um, I was one of those people. But mm-hmm. anyway, uh, Bearcats snuck by East Carolina. They're all, man, playing East Carolina at East Carolina is just always a tall task. Always, always. Them and Temple. Both of them are just yep. really, both of really those bad. Teams. Yeah. Give us troubles every single time. 
Yeah. And it's never, it's never here at fifth or, well, that's not true. It's rarely here at fifth third arena that they ever give us problems. It's always at their place, which makes sense. But like, yeah. it's, it's like, come on, like they're always a thorn in our side. Those two teams, they just always are. And then they never do well like at all. Like they are just never good basketball teams, but they always give us a dog fight and it's annoying. But David DeJulius came in clutch on Sunday, made a last second shot. Wasn't exactly a buzzer beater, but it was close enough. It was like a second um, out from being a buzzer beater, so I'm going to count it. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, it was close. So Bearcats snuck a win out there. The game that was supposed to be tonight, that's Thursday, February 3rd, uh, against Memphis has been postponed due to the inclement, terrible weather that we have right now. It's very unsafe driving conditions, and I wouldn't want to be on a team bus right now driving down the highway. Yeah. So thank God that they did move it. Um, but the Bearcats next game will be against Houston on Sunday. Uh, I think that's going to be a really fun matchup. Um, Ooh, yeah. I mean, Houston's the mm-hmm. undeniably the best team in the conference, undeniably. Um, yep. currently, currently sixth in the country, if that was what you were going to say. Sorry, I may have just stole that out of your mouth. <laughs> well, actually, I was about to pull it up. So you said they're what? Sixth. Number oh, six. Oh, wow, they're six. Yep, they're number six number, in the country yeah. right now. Number six in the country. Yes. So that – that speaks to how good, I mean, this is where Cincinnati was back during the 20, uh, during 2017 season, they were top five, top 10 in the country. And, you know, mm-hmm. Houston's there right now and they've got some, they got some, you know, Kelvin Sampson's got a great team together. They can make another serious run like they did last year. I think they'll get back to the final four this year. I really do. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, it's going to be, it's going to be fun. Uh, I think this game against Houston is going to be really hard because this Cincinnati team you know, despite the fact that they've played uh, over 20 games together now, um, and they're, I think, 15 and 6 or 15, 15 and 6. 15 and 6. I think despite the fact that they've played over 20 games together, I think, again, they're still kind of trying to figure out their rhythm, who is the best five on the floor, what's a good combination for this scenario or this scenario. And, you know, Wes Miller's got a lot of figuring out still to do. It's his first year. And, I mean – the season's not even done. He's already at 15 wins. I think he's hit a benchmark that a lot of Cincinnati basketball fans, had you told them about this back in, you know, May during all the John Brandon stuff, they wouldn't, I wouldn't believe you. I wouldn't believe Cincinnati was currently a bubble team actually right now for the tournament. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think when you look at UC, I mean, the starting five is always the same, but I feel like our bench is full of a lot of like really like, energetic really good players that can really get the job done like players like um Oguama is that how you say his name Odio Oguama I think that's how Odie you say it. he's a great player and uh Victor Lockin is good too Hayden Koval is a good player I mean we have a lot of good bench depth I feel like and that's a really big part of like a successful basketball team so I think it's great to see Wes Miller use all of his talent to full strength I, I, I'm really loving Mike Saunders and Mike Adams Woods. Those, those are two my two favorites. Mm-hmm. To be, Dude, like, I have always loved Micah Adams Woods. I have always thought he was a great yep. player. They are, and I mean, like Mike Saunders is just fast. He's a quick dude. Watching it's, it's, him go coast to coast is an insane thing. Like he's so good. Watch. It's fun to watch, honestly. But but Van Horn said on the radio one night, the game against um, Arkansas, I think it was. Um, or no, no, it was uh, the game against uh, Illinois uh, in that early season tournament uh, that the Bearcats almost won. Um, 
Dan Horde on the radio said, thank God Mike Saunders has that giant blonde afro because otherwise we wouldn't be able to see him. He's just a blonde blur. <laughs> <that goes crazy laughs> he is, course. he is. It, it's insane. He really is. But, but let's not forget the true king of the bench, Sam Martin, okay? Listen. Oh, God, never. <laughs> it was funny. So um, I talked to Alex Beecham a couple days before something, and apparently he made a bet with Sam Martin that if Roger Bacon beat Summit, where uh, Martin's from, he would have to write so- – he wrote something on his shoes – about Alex Meacham, like, I think his name and his number, he had to wear it to the Temple game. And he wore it at the Temple game. I <laughs> I just thought it was funny. I don't know, a little fun fun thing I heard from Meacham the other day. That is but, fun. You know. Anyway. Yeah. Oh. Huh. Well, you, you'd love to see that. Yeah, I don't think there's a more loved player on the team than, than Sam Martin, because how I, can you not love him? I think it's just the whole walk-on culture at this point. Everyone oh, loves 1, the walk-ons. Like, walk-ons yeah. are just, like, the best. Everyone just loves them. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, this game against Houston, though, I mean, it's it's going to be – Bearcats are going to have to claw their way through this one. I mean, this <laughs> is going to be a fight in the trenches. They're going to have to box out. They're going to have to be super aggressive because this is a very physical, very good – Houston team that can rebound, they can shoot the ball. They're very quick. Uh, you you got to be all over these guys. And so I think for Wes Miller, his, like you guys were saying about the bench, there's a lot of depth to this Bearcats team. Now you might look at it and say, oh, these guys are, you know, three stars or whatever. It's like, that doesn't matter. Like there's, the, these guys are insanely talented. Victor Lockin uh, played, you know, over in Russia, one hell of a player. Um, great shot blocker, uh, including Abdullah Du, great shot blocker as well. Um, so the Bearcats just, it, it's more of a scheme game at this point. It's kind of a chess match between, um, Kelvin Sampson and Wes Miller more than just like an outright physical battle. It's more of a chess match. This basketball game is going to be, I, I think I've, I've been saying it the whole season. I think that the Bearcats will beat Memphis and Houston in fifth third arena. And I still stand by that to this day. I believe it. It's a very fair point. I think the Bearcats have the potential to do that. It, Ethan, your thoughts? I, I mean, I agree with that, too, because Fifth Third's just another environment. Like, it's probably one of the more, I'd, I'd say it's one of the more hostile environments in college basketball, at least at this particular moment. Like, obviously, you have, like, Auburn. Like, dear God, if you win if you win at Auburn, you're, like, the best basketball team ever. I, sorry, something was spelled. Uh, and you're, like, the best ever, and I love you. But, like, you know. You're going into this arena with a bunch of fans who have been sad because of numerous things about UC basketball, and now we're doing better, so they're going to want to come. They're going to want to be loud. So the environment is what's going to carry this team to a win both times against Houston and Memphis and every other team we play at home this year. So I think easily we're going to eclipse that 20 win mark that everyone talks about for getting into the tournament. And you I only need five more. Yeah, I I genuinely think we'll get the bid. Like we'll be the first. Mm-hmm. We'll be the last four in to the tournament this year. I agree. I think yeah. I only Bearcats take the tournament for sure. I don't know how but, far yeah. they'll make it, but like you know, I hey, making it, making it, it's making it. I think I would really like to see them 
in Dayton uh, because I've never been to an NCAA tournament basketball game. Uh, so I think it'd be really cool if we could just travel 45 minutes up the road, to Dayton to watch UC, um, you know, win or lose, awesome. like we, we can do a broadcast with Bearcats. Yeah. Bearcast I was, I was going to say Bearcats broadcast, go up to the NCAA tournament. Yeah. I don't, do I don't it. think Bearcast is, as far as I know, I don't know that Bearcast has ever done a UC, uh, NCAA tournament basketball game. As far as I know, and Alex Frank might've done one or two I'm, and I'm, yeah, I, I don't know if we have or not. I'll have to ask him about that. But, you know, this could be a really good opportunity. It'd be a really fun opportunity. Uh, Dayton's arena is, like, brand spanking new. I mean, it got renovated, yeah. and it's super nice now. And um, so I think that'll be really exciting to – if we, you know, Cincinnati goes all the way up to Dayton, um, in which case if they were to win their game. Now, I was just talking about this with my brother, right? So the last four in, uh, there's two spots in the – 64 team tournament uh, unless i'm mistaken one second i'm, I'm trying to think this through now because it's not making sense in my head how did how do the two teams who win their games get factored into the tournament do you guys know uh so there's a 16 seed plays a 16 seed and then an 11 seed plays an 11 seed and then those teams play so 16 obviously plays one and then 11 plays um believe like nine, nine would it be nine? nine would it be nine? It has to be nine. I feel like it could be, yeah, I feel like it'd be nine. Wait, no, one, it's eight. one 16, two 15, three 14, four 13, five 12, six, six 11. Okay, so a six would face an 11 seat. Okay, so I feel like likely if UC does go to that game i feel like they'd be an 11 seed so they'd probably be facing a six seed if they were to win the game in dayton that's what me and my brother were talking about like i, I don't think cincinnati if they were to be the last four in and you know i don't i don't think they would be the 16 seed that's typically mm -hmm. reserved for really small schools um yeah we'd probably so cincinnati would probably cincinnati would probably get the higher seed in that case um so i think i think that'd be a really fun opportunity um yeah. would be that'd really be awesome cool. I, really cool to see them play up in dayton. I, i'd never I so I had never been to a UC basketball game in general before this year, but I've also in that term never been to an NCAA tournament game, which I feel like is even better. So I'm just kind of hoping that we get in and I can go. It would be pretty cool, but you know, it's fine. That'll be great. <laughs> get my media credentials and let's just let's go head up to date. I'm okay with that. I think so. I'm gonna go ahead and pull up. Um, one second. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up the. Bearcats remaining schedule. And again, I apologize if uh, if any of you listening can hear the ice absolutely smacking my window right now. Um, there's really not much I can do about it other than try to rely on uh, Zoom's, you know, sound suppression. <laughs> um, so let's take a look at their remaining schedule. So obviously they face Houston uh, on Sunday. Um, trying to pull it up, pull it up, pull it up. Um, Face Houston on Sunday. They've got South Florida. That should be a win. I think Tulsa is going to be a tough game on the road. I think that could be a win. Um, you know, you got three straight home games now against Memphis, Wichita State, and Temple. Um, I think you can get three wins right there at yep. UCF. Uh, Maybe. South Florida. I think the Bearcats reach 20 wins, but, you know, the question is how far over that 20-win benchmark can they get? 
And then, you know, what's their seed in the American Athletic Conference tournament? Because it seems like right now they're the second or third best team in the American. Maybe or the third. Not a, they're third. Yeah. Third, third, best, third team. best team in the American. So yeah. they, they would get probably the two or three seed potentially on how they're seeing how the rest of the season goes. Maybe they drop one. It's possible. A lot of things can happen. I don't see that happening too drastically. Um, but, you know, it's, I think at that point, it's if they want to make a case for being in the tournament, um, I think they got to have it at the very least, they got to have a deep tournament run in the American. They got to win at least one, maybe two games in the American Athletic Conference tournament. I think having a good seed in the tournament is a good too. This shows to me that we're like, you know, not a team that like, that's just going to go into the tournament and not do anything. I feel like having a good seed in the tournament, the conference tournament is going to be big for us. I agree. I mean, especially when Houston, who's one of the top 10 teams in the country is, you know, is in your conference, you know, say, say you make it to the championship game or you meet them somewhere along the way in the tournament and that's the team you lose to. Like it's kind of hard to make a case against Cincinnati in that case, again, depending on, you know, how many wins they have at that point, but it's, it's bracketology is nothing more than just guys trying to guess. So it's really anyone's guess at this point. Yeah. It's usually how it goes. (laughs) Anyone's guess. I mean, you know, we got another month and a half until the tournament actually starts. Uh, so plenty of basketball left to be played. Um, but let's go ahead and get some score predictions in here. Um, Tyler, you can go first. All right. So let's see. Houston coming to Fifth Third Arena. Um, I want to check out the over, under, and the spread real quick. There is neither of those available at this time. Oh, at, at least on ESPN. Okay. I don't know if they're Yeah, I don't see it. Yeah, I don't see it either. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go Bearcats 59. And they're gonna get the dub and they're and Houston Houston 57. 59-57 you see. Wow. Seems like a really low scoring affair. I think it'll be pretty I think it's gonna be a defensive heavy game. Okay. Ethan, what are your thoughts? Something itches at me and makes me want to go Bearcats 75, Houston 70. Maybe maybe a little bit more points. Maybe. I don't know. It's. It, I would love there to be a spread and an over-under ESPN. Thanks. But I don't know. I, I feel like it's going to be a well-rounded game because I'm looking at the stack comparisons for this game and I lost them because I clicked off of it. Come back, please. Uh... There we go. And as far as rebounding goes, we're only like a point and a half under in regards to like our averages because Houston's 39.9, so they're about 40, and we're 38.7, which is about 39. So we're only about a point away when it comes to that. The only issue that I see us having is shooting because there's a huge differential between the different field goal percentages for both teams and also the points allowed for both teams. Like Houston only allows like 57 points a game and we allow 62. So this game could get messy if they don't hold on. And I'm hoping it doesn't reach that point, but I still see us scraping by and pulling out a win. Hopefully. 75 to 70 was your prediction. Yeah, 75 to 70 was going to be mine. Okay. I think, I think the Bearcats have to score at least 70 to win this game. Yeah. Um, that's going to be my prediction. So I'm gonna say Bearcats win 70 to 67. That's that's gonna be 
That's going to be my score prediction. I think they got to score a lot, and I think they got to score often. They got to score early. Um, they just got to score, 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 score. They can't. They can't do what they did against like Xavier and other teams where they just oh. start hauling up threes, that- which is like their. That's like their go-to desperation move is to just start throwing threes up and hope one lands. That, that that's that's the one thing that I have been noticing, and it's one of my biggest like issues that I see is because I love Davenport a lot. He is a fantastic player, but he he gets it. I feel like he gets in his head. And then tries to force threes, and it because he forces them from like a mile out, like yeah, he'll force them from halfway between center court and the three point arc, and I don't think that's like I would much rather you try and go in and miss, like try for a layup or, or something and miss, than shooting from at the corner store outside the arena and missing when you could have gone in and made an easier two, which would have in turn helped later in the game just because in my opinion points are points especially in basketball where you are going to need a lot of points to win so mm-hmm. well and a layup is also a higher percentage shot it is you know it's it's a you lot have a much you have a much better chance of making it than you do missing it you do layup. yeah like I, I would much rather you go and get the layup and then if you have an open three go for an open three like granted threes are important and they are huge momentum changers in the game and I will always acknowledge that fact but I would rather you I would much rather have you make the easy layup than risk a force three yeah the only the only yep. guys that I want shooting the three ball are David the Julius Micah Adams Woods Jared Hensley and maybe John Newman I can agree with that maybe John Newman. I, I think I would be comfortable putting him in that category, but like, not like the consistent go-to three-point shooter, but like if he's open, hit him for three kind of guy, mm-hmm. you know, like, not, you like t- hit him, not every time, yeah. but. And so, also I like Madsen can do threes too. Which yeah. Is, I'll say I like that's right. a lot of threes. I, well, I was going to bring him up because he's been really quiet this year um, on the court. That is, he hasn't made a huge impact and I don't think, think that's necessarily through any fault of his own and i'm not saying it's because west miller's not giving him enough playing time i just think he's trying to figure out his way through the system because he is a sharpshooter um he did have that game with uh against tulsa that jeremiah davenport popped off in um he had a few a few three-pointers there he was popping off um and so was mason madsen uh but i I, mason madsen has just kind of been struggling to find his voice i think in this system and i think it's because he's surrounded excuse me, surrounded by so many guys that can handle the basketball really well. And, um, you know, it's just tricky to, you know, he, he, he rarely, rarely gets the ball in his hands. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I hope that's not like a deterrent for him. I hope he doesn't like transfer or something. Like, I hope he's not discouraged by that fact, but I feel like he's been a little bit quieter. Yeah, definitely. I, yeah. I feel like the playing time isn't there like compared to it was last year. And that's, that's nothing against Wes Miller. Maybe it's just, you know, you got guys that are ahead of him that honestly are just better players, but you know, just part of the game. So, I mean. Yeah. And, and not to mention, I mean, John Brandon recruited him. So, you know, of course he's going to want to play, you know, his recruit more than, well, not that he had other recruits to work with other than like a couple Nick Cronin recruits, but mm-hmm. you know, of course he wants to play Mason Madison. He fits his style of offense and whatever. And so, you know, Wes Miller is a different beast. Um, so I think it's, you know, it's just kind of capitalize where you can, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I think Bearcats win it this Sunday. Um, 
I think, I think you're going to have to have a monster game. You're either going to have to really spread the ball around and get double digits by like five different players to win this game. Or you're going to have to have like two guys just absolutely go insane. And then like mm-hmm. a few guys to be supporting roles in that act. Uh, you you got to have the team play well, not just the, you know, a couple guys like the bench has to play well. And I think everyone's got to play their A game. So it's a lot to ask for, but I think with the home court advantage, I think the Bearcats will do it. So mm-hmm. any other thoughts about Bearcats basketball, gentlemen, before we move on? I think I'm okay. I, I think yeah, we've I covered think, everything. I think we're good. Let's I'm, get to the good stuff. Yeah, let's, let's talk about to, history here. Let's move to the juicy part of the show. The um, I can't believe I'm about to say this. The Cincinnati Bengals, in case you are living under a rock, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals are going to the Sugar Super Bowl. Bowl 56 to take on the Los Angeles Rams. <laughs> it, um, I can't believe but, you just said that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, first of all, I didn't think I would ever say that. I, I don't uh, know if anyone ever thought they would say that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like I'm, it's it sounds pessimistic, but like that's just the way of the Cincinnati fan. Yeah, it um, is. No, like that's that, that's are. the big thing. Is I am a Cincinnati fan, like actual Cincinnati fan that is raised in actual Cincinnati fan household, where we're all pessimistic about every single sports team because we're all so used to disappointment. And I talk to my friends about like, oh, I'm I'm like super nervous, and they're all like, why are you nervous? We're so good. I'm like, no. We're, I mean, like, sure, we're good, but, like, I don't know if you're actually a Cincinnati fan because you're not being nervous. Like, you have to mm-hmm. expect to lose to win is my is how I look at this. You have to expect that you're going to get absolutely destroyed in order to win. I thought the game was done at halftime against the Chiefs. I'm going to be completely honest. I know a lot of people didn't, and props to them for being right. But I could not. I just could not think that we were going to come back and win and we did and i'm very happy about that but my friends are all giving me all this oh you didn't believe blah 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 i'm like yes because i'm a cincinnati bengals fan you know what we did last year we went four like four eleven and one yeah it was like bad. like if you had, we heard joe burrow true we did yeah, hurt like, joe burrow and what's he doing now i mean playing the best he's ever played so you know there's that but like i don't know we live in Cincinnati. We are, have one of we have had one of the worst sports curses in a long time that we just broke this year. It's hard for me not to be nervous going into this game. Like the Raiders game, I wasn't freaking out about because it was the Raiders. Yeah. The Raiders are were not the better team in that situation, but the Titans confident. were debate were debatably with the better team, and the Chiefs were obviously the better team. Like going into that game, but. As you know, as I'm looking forward into this and re- reflecting on the games that we were just playing in, we may have been the better team in those situations. Maybe not against the Titans. That was a very weird game, but against the Chiefs, we were the better team, at least in the second half, because we turned it around, mm-hmm. like Cincinnati typically does, because we're a second half team. But you know, I, I know. anyway, tangent over. I it made me very. Well, I mean, <laughs> a stat that I found very interesting about this game is. Well, and both times we played the Chiefs this year. So both times we played the Chiefs, they only scored three points in the second half both times. Really? So our defense came through big time in both of those games. I think that's what gave us the momentum for our offense to, you know, go and execute and get the job done. 
Well, another fun stat is that the Bengals were down 11 in the first game against the Chiefs in week 17, mm-hmm. just a few weeks ago. They were down 11 at the half, down 11 in the AFC championship game. Joe Shiesty don't care, bro. We were almost – Doesn't care. Sorry, defense we... didn't care. Yeah, I, I was about to say um, we were almost on par to have the same exact score. We were close. we were so we're close, close to having the same exact score as week seventeen. I I would have flipped if it was if that was the case. I'm not mad that it, it was, wasn't. I don't care. But it was like, just like the same game, different place. It was. It, it, it was because we completely flipped it around, and I thought it was so interesting that we rushed three the entire second half, got pressure on Bur- on not Burrow, Mahomes. Well, yeah. I, and here's 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 the thing. I, I had a lot of people, you know, texting. Well, not me, but it was a group chat. But I had a lot of people texting like, oh, man, like, why are we not putting pressure on Mahomes? And it's like, because he will carve you up if you do. And actually, at the time, I agreed. I was like, why are we not putting pressure on, on Mahomes? And then they did a great job relying on the front four. I think the front four did a good job. Mm-hmm. Uh, the front three, you know, I mean, it, 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 like it, it boiled down to the front three. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Because in the second half, they started dropping eight against Patrick Mahomes. Yeah and forced him outside the pocket. And then the moment he left the pocket, the spy, who was Sam Hubbard, just would go after him and chase him down, and Mahomes would be forced to scramble. It happened multiple times in the game in the second half. It did. And one time, it almost resulted in a fumble recovered by the Bengals. Chiefs got it back and kicked a field goal. But, you know, it, it was it was brilliant defensive play calling on behalf of Lou Anarumo, the defensive coordinator for the Bengals. It, it was actually – Yeah. It was brilliant. It was just really I, good. I – Great. Yeah. It was a great plan. I, I yeah, I, I I don't know. I I was very pleased. I I was confused when they started rushing three, and then I realized how good it was working and like the reasoning behind it. I'm like, this is fantastic. Like they yep. they would send everybody back. I I wouldn't doubt double teaming Tyreek and Travis because you know those are if you can lock down those two players, I think you're set. Like sure well, they have, have a couple. They do, but. I feel like, even still, they just did a good job of locking everyone down. He couldn't go anywhere. And a couple times he had to rush out, like, out of the pocket and like take it himself. But there was also enough containment to where he wouldn't get the first down. Right. Which was just amazing to me. I, I don't know. I, I'm still kind of in shock from this game. It was a lot oh, to dude, me. It hasn't even registered yet. Like, <laughs> Neither. It, I still don't I don't believe it's real. So I, like, I literally don't believe it. We won't register it's real until after the Super Bowl. <laughs> like that, I, that'll be it. I mean, it's uh, it's hard to say. And I don't maybe I should save that comment for after the Super Bowl. Maybe. I probably will. Save I it. I think I will. Yeah, save it. I don't um, know what it is, but save it. <laughs> save it. It was about the city sports curse, but we'll see. Oh yeah, we should we should just save. We can talk we about it. That'll be the first episode after the Super Bowl. We can. You... I won't say it's broken, but I won't say it's not broken either. It's kind of a pending thing right now. It's pending. I mean, it's it's they, shipping. They broke, the, they broke the postseason curse. They did. The Bengals, yeah. the Bengals did. Um, Bearcats did too. I would I would consider. Um, I would say they so. didn't. They didn't win in the playoff, but they got to the play they made it they made history they did yeah yeah they pushed through and you know as as every single espn analyst said broke through the glass ceiling blah 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 that whole thing but you know yeah so i i they they, they definitely broke the postseason curse but 
the championship curse is still yet to be broken. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Because, I mean, if the Bengals are able to pull this off, if the Bengals, and this is, this won't be our last show before the Super Bowl. We'll, we'll just do like a Super Bowl preview show, and then we'll recap some Bearcats basketball that happens uh, next week. So this isn't our last show, so we won't do score predictions this week. Um, if the Bengals are able to pull this off, Cincinnati fans will be happy for another 10 years. I think a long time coming, I think yeah. we could place a last at the AFC North for the next like 10 years. And I think everyone will be fine with it because we won the Super Bowl. I'll be completely honest here. At least I will. Maybe. I don't know. Because no, because I mean, do eh. you don't want Joe Burrow. Well, okay, that's actually true. That's true, actually. I, I retract my statement. We I, I get what you were going for. <laughs> like like it's the happiness of you know, we did something that we have never done in the franchise. Like, it's that whole yeah. thing. Like, maybe not lose to every single AFC North team every year, but um, I don't know. Especially the Browns. Yeah. So my yeah. brain can shut up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, I've had so many Browns fans just tell me, like, oh, well, we beat you twice this year. And it's like, wow, congratulations. Because the, the last game you played us, our third strings were playing. And second of all, we're in a Super Bowl, and you're not. So yeah, we were we were resting up for a Super Bowl run. Shut up. Yeah, and <laughs> and also y'all exactly. y'all exactly. lost to the Chiefs back last year, and we beat the Chiefs this year. So who's the better Twice. team here? Who knows? Twice. True. No, no, the Chiefs lost this year. Yeah, the the Browns lost to the oh, right. Chiefs. The Browns lost this year to the Chiefs. Yeah, the Browns lost to the Chiefs in the playoffs, like last this year in the regular season. Yes. Yeah, they did. Yeah, and we beat them twice. So and we I mean, beat him twice in air one in Arrowhead in the AFC Championship game. Yes, probably one of the hardest places to play. Maybe in Arrowhead the NFL. Stadium. Probably in the NFL. I think it's a safe statement to say. It's uh, not easy to go I would I would make an argument about uh, playing at Buffalo, but that's that's its own thing. <laughs> I think Buff- it's one it's one of the tougher places to play. Yeah, I'll say that. I think Buffalo, Lambeau, and Arrowhead are the three toughest places to play in the NFL. Maybe the yeah. Superdome. Maybe. I feel like that depends. That's a very dependent place because it depends on, like, the occasion, I feel like. Like, after, I forget which hurricane, when they rebuilt, uh, that game, yes, after Katrina, that game, if you won, I I, I don't know. I I don't know how you would. But I will stand by uh, Joe Burrow saying that uh, every single SEC or like every SEC stadium is louder than any NFL stadium or something. Something along those well. lines. Like I'll I don't know if it was all well. of them, but he's or something that like he's played in well, SEC. I don't stadium think Vanderbilt's not. very loud, so well no. I think he said I think he said most of them, which honestly yeah. makes sense. Like Yeah. Yeah, I mean think yeah. about where he think about where he went. He went to places like Bryant Stadium in Alabama. He went to, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if they played Auburn, but like know. You know, you played look. in Mississippi State. That place is known for the bell cows being loud as hell. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, Mississippi State's loud. Tennessee is extremely loud. I, I don't know. A&M. Joe, A&M. Yeah, yeah. Joe Burrow played there his uh, his first year as a starter. Um, they ultimately lost that game. As, um, but, you know, nonetheless, like, the, the SEC, I, I agree with Joe Burrow. I've always thought college stadiums are just – and college crowds are just mm-hmm. better – than the NFL. And so, yeah, of course, he's like, oh, okay, I gotta go play an airhead, whatever. Just like, cool. Yeah, not phased. I love oh, that. Yeah. I think it's insane. Burrow hasn't really been like phased this whole, like, if you listen to his press conferences, he's just like, he's just doing his thing and he's it's Joe honestly Chill. working. Yeah, he's, he's working. 
it's working. So I mean, Joe Burr, more credit to him. Joe Burr, Joe Shiesty, Joe Chill, Joe Cool, whatever the hell you can come up. Whatever with. you want to call him at this point. <laughs> it literally doesn't make a difference. Like it's it's all the same to him. It's 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 crazy, man. Like you have never seen a quarterback. At least in my in my lifetime, you have never heard or seen a quarterback like Joe Burrow, <laughs> who is just so nonchalant. And he's got such a he's got such the right attitude the way he approaches the game. And he's like, yeah, we're just here to win. We're here to play. Like he's not like he's not downtrodden by a loss. He's not downtrodden mm-hmm. by throwing interceptions. He just yeah. gets up and he just he keeps playing. Like he yeah. just he just plays football. And it's 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 the attitude to have, and it's a hard one to maintain. But it's you know it's freaking Joe Burrow. He's done it. Uh, go ahead. You go. I, I was just going to say, like, throughout this whole, like, postseason, it's been, like, I think it's been a real credit to the defense. I feel like our defense, you know, they might give up, you know, 24 points like they did against Kansas City. Not ideal, but, like, they made the stops. They did They did what they are supposed to do. Like, when, they, when the offense needed them to come through, they came through. I mean, getting that pick in overtime was huge. Set up, you know, shooting McPherson for that game-winning field goal. Mm-hmm. But also, like, throughout the whole postseason, like, against Tennessee, you know, three picks against Tannehill, who's not a bad quarterback, you know, shutting down Derrick Henry to only 62 rushing yards, one of the best running back, probably the best running back in football. So I think it's a really big credit to our defense that's played, you know, almost outstanding throughout this whole postseason. It's been really fun to watch. I will say real quick side note, and I was actually thinking about this today. Uh, this is something that gets brought up quite often that Pat McAfee brings up a lot and, and that ESPN brings up a lot. Bengals don't have an indoor practice facility, as every Bengals fan knows. They have to practice, um, not exactly in stuff like this, because they did practice in the bubble today, which means Joe Burrow was on campus today. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> so cool. Sorry. Wow. Pretty cool. Anyway. I mean, not going to lie. It's cool. It is. No, it is so cool. It's awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> it is funny, though. It. That it, was like, it was like. I mean, of course, it had to be on a day where we're not in class because, you know, the weather's so bad. So, of course, they got to go practice yeah. somewhere indoors. Yeah, no, I would have skipped class. I would have gone to the bubble. I would have made my way in. <laughs> I, I easily would have. I was thinking about it today. I was like, I wonder if the Bengals are going to be practicing. Like, they got to practice in the bubble. Like, there's nowhere else they can go. Like, there's literally nowhere else in the entire, as far as I'm concerned, the entire state that they can go. Like, it, Probably not. It, it's, yeah. it's, they had to go to the bubble. So, you know. Bengals were on campus, and I feel bad for Evan McPherson having to kick into a friggin' field goal net. Um, <laughs> yeah. You think I'm kidding? The literal field goal inside the bubble is a net that dangles from the ceiling, mm-hmm. and it just has like three yellow lines that make the crossbar and the uprights. That's that's how you kick field goals in the bubble. Oh my gosh, I did not know that actually. That's yeah, crazy. that's <laughs> that's how you kick field goals in the bubble. Um, it's a net hanging from the ceiling. So I feel bad for Evan McPherson having to do that, but I'm sure he doesn't care because he's just as stone cold as Joe Burrow is. Yeah. Um, oh my God. Hey, we're going to go to the AFC championship. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay, cool. Awesome. I trust it. Same. I do I mean, too. Probably said the same thing about the Super Bowl. Like, uh, I just, <laughs> Evan McPherson is that guy. Jamar Chase is that guy. Joe Burrow is that guy. The defense has been that piece that's just been phenomenal. It's It's been one hell of a ride to watch this Bengals team. You know, because, like, I remember watching the uh, the Bears game in week, uh, was yep. it like week, week three? two or three. Week yeah, two. week three, I think. I think it was week three. I think they were one and one at that point, yes. I think. Beat the Vikings, then lost. 
I'm pulled up. I don't up. know, but yeah, week three, I think is your, I think you're right. Week two or three, they were at the Bears, and you know Joe Burrow threw three picks, and it was like, oh, okay, it's just an off day for him. But like when you lose to the Bears, it's still like, well, I was feeling good after beating the Vikings. Like now I'm not so feeling good about after losing to the Bears. And then, like, they just kept having these sparks of games, like beat the crap out of Baltimore twice, beat the crap out of the Steelers twice, got their, uh, you know, their butts kicked by the Browns, which never feels good, to lose to the Jets. Like, there were such extreme up and downs with this team. But there was something about this team when I was watching this year. I was like, this is a really good football team. They have a chance mm-hmm. to – they have a chance to get to the playoffs. And, like, you know, because at one point they were the number one team in the AFC, and then they lost to the Jets. Uh it was like, this is a really good football team. I think they have a chance to break the curse, but no one was like, yeah, they're going to go to the Super Bowl. Like, yeah, if you would have told me that, I would call you crazy. Yeah. No, I mean, with this, with this offensive line, like what? You're, you're tripping. You're actually lying to me. Like, there's no way this offensive line with Isaiah Prince. <laughs> yeah. Who is terrible. Who, by the way, went to Ohio State. Um, hmm. Anywho. So. So ra- random. He's given up so many sacks. Like, oh yeah, he Joe is. Burrow's been sacked so many times this season. Uh, it's it's just bad. We'll, we'll we'll side thing here. I'm looking. At, I was looking at the Bengals schedule because I was looking at the wins and losses. Uh, it has this. You know, it has the Super Bowl there and whatever. Uh, tickets. Tickets as low as four thousand three hundred and six dollars. That's. It's so bad. It's so bad. I was gonna bring this up, but. Chad Johnson yeah this out I, I know what you're talking and about it made so much sense he said these prices are terrible and like all these diehard fans you know they can't go to the game because they can't afford that but all these right. you know cor- corporate and business gurus can go to the game and that's why the Super Bowl is never like that fan engaged because these these guys that buy the tickets they don't they're not fans of either team they just go because they have the money for it instead of actually like a diehard fan being able to go to the game and experience that. And I think you could say the same thing to kind of jump back to college bowl games. You can kind of say the same thing about like the sugar bowl and the cotton yep. bowl and the peach, uh-huh. bowl, not me out of the peach bowl, but like, you know, the final four bowls that interchange every year and the yep. finals every year, they're all corporate. Like sure. You have people You'll have kids like me that won the student lottery and show up as the student, like the resident student section of the college. But like other than that, it's so hard for anybody to get in because one, it's expensive. Two, they only allot certain amounts of tickets to these fans. Like only a yep. certain amount of fans go, or only a certain amount of tickets go to UC, and only a certain amount of tickets go to Alabama. And like as this year's example, like only certain amounts of teams tickets go out, and then the rest is like businesses sponsors uh the ceo of random company one like it's stupid i I don't know i hate it i hate it yeah you guys make some really good points um ethan i was gonna bring up the the whole bowl game thing um because and i'm gonna mention it again the late kick cut with josh pate phenomenal podcast if you haven't listened to it yet go give him a listen um he talked about you know the whole expanding the college football playoff thing and and uh you know like okay well you know the whole idea versus playing the first round at, you know, as home games on college campuses, which by the way, it's called college football. Uh, So it should be played on a college campus, you know, versus playing it at a neutral, like these games being, if if the playoff were to get expanded, play them on neutral site fields. The average fan doesn't have the kind of money or time or whatever to, to, to go to, 
a game and you know, it's a thousand miles away on a neutral field for a $400 ticket. They don't have that kind of money. Like they, they, they can't well, do that. It's like these games need to be played on college campuses and blah, 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 blah. And so bring it back to the NFL. I was talking about this with my family yesterday because John Matarese for channel nine um, or not John Matarese. Um, I'm sorry. He's the weatherman. Um, no, John, like you're talking about finance guy. That's John Matarese. It is John Matarese. Yeah, okay. It is. All right. You're right. Okay. Sorry. Um, anywho, uh, he did a story about how Bengals tickets or tickets to the Super Bowl and the nosebleeds are like six grand minimum. Yeah. And like, you know, now I'm hearing four grand. It's like, okay, well, it went down, but that's still $4,000. Like, that's, I, I that's was talking about ticket too. Yeah. yeah that's just for the travel not, and all that. It's, it's not for the hotel. That's not for yeah. the food. That's not for anything. That's like, like, there's, you know, there's another two grand right there. Especially with so, it being in LA, like, California, yep. one of the most expensive places to just be in in general. Like, it, it's almost impossible for some, for j- just say me, go and f- like fly, fly to California, one, during Super Bowl season, two, stay at a hotel, three, during Super Bowl season, and get this ticket and pay for food and yada, 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 whatever, because it's LA. It's super expensive. Not like not saying that it would be less expensive, say, going to like Lambo or uh, the Superdome or something. But like, I don't know. It's just it's infuriating because like I personally, if I were to go to and I was in the position of say like Bengals Gym or whatever, what whatever his name is, or one of the super fans that like has the tailgates, they would all they would literally buy out the entire nosebleed if they could but they can't because of how expensive these tickets are like sure i i think i would be able to cough up like three hundred dollars max three hundred dollars for a nosebleed, yeah maybe couple hundred like couple hundred's about all i got like i'm not saying make super bowl tickets like 60 bucks like that's not that's not gonna happen but not like a couple grand that's absurd it's and it just doesn't make any sense and kind of backtracking to sorry uh uh backtracking to what sean was talking about about the bowl games like granted i loved going to at&t stadium it was fantastic it is a fantastic stadium but the money is just not there like it's not there if you you would get so much more out of going to college campuses because Mm-hmm. Then you have more people showing up potentially, and I don't even know. It's just well, so. I think. I mean, I think for the current format of the college football playoff with the fourteen playoff, it it makes sense to have well, yeah. neutral site. Right, right because, now it does, but right. But if you had that expanded playoff, mm-hmm. and it was yeah, 12, and it was twelve teams, and it was like the higher seed hosted the lower seed, those games should be on college campuses. One hundred percent. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. How it should be. Yeah. Um, and maybe even the next couple games, like after that round, and then like the semifinal games would be the neutral site field. I don't know, but I think that's how it should be. Um, but again, back to the NFL, like I, I wish the NFL and I get it. It's SoFi stadium. It's brand new. I understand that like you, you want to play super bowls in super nice places. And I like LA is LA, but like for the average fan, you don't have that money. You don't have that luxury. Like I, no thanks. Even if I saved up four thousand dollars, I still wouldn't want to go to freaking Los Angeles to you know nope. just to watch a Super Bowl. Like, 
when I can be at the comfort of my own home and watch it. Like, yeah, you know, whatever. There's there's no skyline dip in L.A. Well, technically there could be, but there, but there's skyline dip here. That's what I'm gonna say with. Yeah, fair enough. Anyway, and, and so <laughs> it's it's just a really annoying thing. I wish they had it in places like that were easier for fans to access, like you know, like AT and T Stadium or Miami or I mean, even that Miami is expensive, but it's yeah. I don't know, just places that are. Uh, it's hard to explain. I, I wish. Tampa Bay was a great place. I think. I think Tampa mm-hmm. Bay I'd say it was really a good place. Great place. Though. Now it wasn't during a regular season, but nonetheless, I still think even then Tampa Bay would have been a great place with the hotel space and the, you know, the beach fronts and whatever, like a great place to host a Super Bowl. I wish they would have it in places that were a little bit more readily accessible to the average fan, yeah. but they're not going to want to do that. They are not going to want to do that because they know that corporate companies like my friend, you know, his dad got Super Bowl tickets not for him to go, but for like, for his dad, um, his company paid for Super Bowl tickets, FedEx paid for Super Bowl. Like they know that these corporations are willing to pay for their employees. And there's people out there that have money that they want to spend, but it's like the average fan can't go. And that's, you know, it's, it's not about people with, I mean, unfortunately NFL is a business, so it is about people with money. It's all about the money. It's all they care about. It's all about the money. That's all they care about. It's unfortunate, but it really ought to be about the fan and stuff like that. But, you know, corporations are corporations. There's nothing we can do. So, you know, money is money and money talks. But, oh, money yeah, talks. So, so the Bengals, uh, I mean, let's just talk about this game against the Chiefs really quickly. I mean, Burrowhead Stadium was rocking. <laughs> um, yeah. I've heard some people Sass. refer to I've heard some people refer to it as that. I thought that was funny. I, I loved it. Um, but yeah, it was it was one hell of a game. The Bengals went down a lot, and they came back. And you know, in the AFC Championship game against Patrick Mahomes, and there's debates about like on ESPN. It's like, was this a Bengals comeback or was this a Chiefs choke? And I'm like, it's both. It, it was it's, both. It was, it was honestly both. both. Yep. It was both. It wasn't yeah. one or the, it was like the same way in Week 17. Yeah. Same, yeah. Exact same thing. It was the same thing. It was both like the Chiefs didn't perform and the Bengals outperformed them in the second half, like when it mattered. So it was unbelievable to watch. I mean, I, you know, I thought down 11 at the half, it was like, okay, you know, we've been here before they can do it again, but then it actually happened. I was like, Oh, yep. Yeah. That was, that was me to my dad because I watched it with my dad. We were both like, what the hell just happened? (laughs) Like it was, it was crazy. I think a big thing was um, the last play of the first half when the Chiefs yep. wanted to get gritty. Yeah, that was or greedy, greedy. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm used to the gritty, you know, Jamarcus, whatever. <laughs> um, but they tried to get greedy and, like, score for two our touchdown instead of just taking a field goal. And Eli Apple coming with the big stop was huge. Now, I'm not saying Eli Apple is a good player. I'm just saying that was a huge stop for the Bengals. I think that gave us a really good momentum going in the second half. See, that play – I, I looked at it, and something there was this little tiny switch inside me that flipped. And I was like, do we have a shot? Because I don't know what it was about that play that happened. But I, was I just got, was I was huge. like, wait. Something, that, like, something inside me was just like, wait a minute, that's good. That, that thing just happened. They didn't score. Well, so we're I only mean, down it was the first time. It was the first time in that game where you stopped the Chiefs from scoring on a drive. You know, the Chiefs were three for three on their drives, and like 
they were all touchdowns and you know, the chiefs get down to the one yeah, and they don't get any points out of that yeah. right before the end of the half. Like that's huge, huge absolutely huge momentum swing. The Bengals did a great job of, of, of taking advantage. That's what they've done in these playoffs. The, 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 the random momentum swings have always favored the Bengals. It seems like yep, every single mm-hmm. time. Now you can make a case like, Oh, well, you know, the Titans game, they got an interception and they scored a touchdown. Well, yeah, sure. But then the Bengals did the exact same thing. They got an interception and turned it into a game winning field goal. Like it's yep. just the, the Bengals have just somehow magically gotten turnovers when it matters and turned it into, into game winners. Like turnovers have been the story of this postseason for the Bengals, you know, Jermaine Pratt game winning interception against the Raiders. Evan McPherson after a game winning, uh, a game ceiling interception from Logan Wilson against the Titans and then interception by, um, Von Bell, Von Bell, Von Bell. Yeah. I mean, credit to Jesse Bates, by the way, for me, that was was, Jesse play. That was a Jesse Bates play. He set it up Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. Bell was just in the right space at the right time and caught it. Well, it was funny because if you go back and you watch the mic'd up, which I love watching that, if, if you guys get a chance, watch the mic'd up version of the AFC championship game um, and the divisional round, just watch the whole playoffs. Like it's, it's really cool. Um, you know, it, it was third down when Bert, when Mahomes threw that interception in overtime. And after the second down play, Jesse Bates, who was mic'd up, looked at Tyreek Hill and it was like, hey, we're going to find out right here, Tyreek. We're going to find out right here. Because Eli Apple just dropped an interception that went right through his hand. I mean, it was, oh my it was pretty Oh, yeah, that would have been game. That, that would have been, been game, 100%. That would have been game yeah. before it was game. Before was game. game, yeah. So, you know, Jesse Bates looks at Tyreek and he goes, hey, man, we're going to find out right here. And then literally next play, Jesse Bates, safety help, goes and guards Tyreek Hill, bats the ball out of his hands, and it's caught by freaking Von Bell. And like, I don't think Jesse Bates, if you watch the replay, knew it was an interception because he kind of got I don't up. Think and he he looked, did. Yeah. I think he looked at the Chiefs bench and then he like he turned around and like he's then he saw Von Bell running and get clotheslined by Travis Kelsey. Oh, and he God, was like, yeah. oh crap, we got the football out of that. Like it, it was it was it was just such a cool sequence of events. Like there was another mic'd up moment where uh, the Bengals got the ball back. Um, it was DJ Reader had the interception on the screen pass oh, from yeah. from Mahomes, which was huge. Mahomes has never thrown an interception in the AFC Championship game, and it was to a defensive lineman this time. Um, and so he throws an interception. Joe Burrow comes back out on the field with the offense, and he looks at his guys, and he goes, hey, look, we score. We got to go for two. We got to tie it up. And Jamar Chase goes, ooh, I like that. And then he says the yes word, and it's like, it's just a funny moment and then they do just that they drive down the field with jamar chase who was mic'd up and man he was emotional after the game mm-hmm. he was actually he really, was he was it was he was yeah. crying a lot like it was, it was really it was a really cool moment for him yeah that that exchange with him and uh claude edwards Lair was a pretty good moment that video is yeah, pretty cool i would agree yeah and, and if you don't know what we're talking about make sure you go check out that mic'd up moment because it's it's a really cool moment between edwards hilaire and jamar chase who were former teammates at LSU. You also had, is it Tyler Shelvin? Yep. Um, yep. The lineman carrying Burrow. Yeah. Lifted up Joe Burrow the same way he did two years ago against Alabama. It was, yeah. it was just, Oh man. It's like, it's, it's, there's so many cool things about this Bengals postseason run that you just go on and on and on about. And like, just there's, there's going to be so many memories that come out of this postseason that Bengals fans will remember forever. And it's, it's going to be a hell of a story. 
you know, so Bengals got to travel out to LA to take on the Rams. And I think a lot of people are worried about the matchup, including myself. I was really wanted to play the Niners, but you know, yep. mm-hmm. you know, they, I think, they, I think a lot of people are rooting for the Bengals at this point, like the whole country. I mean, they're we're America's team um, right now. I think the majority of people are rooting for the Bengals. I would, I would agree and disagree at the same time. Um, I think a lot of people don't have a dog in the fight. They're like, okay, thank God. There's two teams in the Super Bowl that like, I don't really care who wins because a lot of people are saying like, and I don't necessarily disagree with this statement. If it wasn't against the Bengals, I would root for the Rams. Uh, but Matthew Stafford, like, deserves a ring just not yeah this you know what i mean yeah no like, not this year he does no no no, 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 no. he does i, I say yeah i, I so get does that. Aaron Donald. So I, Aaron Donald. I i yeah. love i love matthew stafford i am so glad he's with the rams but please this is our year you guys can have next year like next year next year you you guys take it but we need we need this ring we we haven't had a ring at all ever so it, it this is ours thank you uh go away yeah so like <laughs> There's a lot of the country that's like really indifferent about this game, but I think if you had to pull people, it would probably I, I be, think it'd be really. I think it'd be really close because I think a lot of people are going to root for the Bengals to get their first win in franchise history in the Super Bowl. But I think a lot of people support Nat Matthew Stafford and 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 Aaron Donald. They're going to be like, I want them to get a ring. So I think a lot of people are on the fence. Um, but I, I I would agree a lot of America is probably pulling for the Bengals in this one. Probably. I mean, also um, they're a really easy team to root for. You know, everyone True. loves to see like an offense. You know, a really young, young, talented core like we have. It's it's honestly fun to see. And even if I wasn't like a Bengals fan, I'd probably be a Bengals fan right now just because of like how fun they are of a team to watch. Oh, Joe Burrow. You know, I mean, how can yeah, you root against can, the guy? Like, uh, yeah, you really, yeah, you, you can't vote against any of this. Or his story too. His story is insane. Yeah. Like he has one of the best oh, yeah. quarterback stories right now. If he's like he's me. like yet to lose a postseason game mm-hmm. yep. in college or otherwise like yeah. he, he is he is yet to lose a postseason game and it's just it's insane like i hope that trend continues for the love of god me too um you know it it's it's interesting i, I mean uh, this this is tre- this is tough man but here, here's the point i was originally getting to people are worried about the matchup it's in la sure it's like a home game for the rams but here's the thing the Bengals traveled on the road to take on the one seed Titans and the two seed Chiefs and yep. beat both of them. The Bengals like did it the hard way. Like you uh-huh. think they care? You think they care about playing the Rams at home? They don't give a rat's ass. Like they don't care. Not at all. Sure, Not sure, at maybe all. they like sure, maybe they would prefer to have played the, the the Niners too, but like at the same time you know, they'll play anybody that rises to the challenge. Like this is, this is their, this is, they see this as like, we're not the underdog. We're just a really good football team. Like Joe Burrow said it, like we're tired of the underdog narrative and we just want to win football games. And by God, that's what they've been doing. It's, it's crazy. So it's, yeah, I worry about this game. Of course I do. I worried about the AFC championship game and the game against the Titans, but guess how those games ended up. Yeah. I'm not, I I can't get it. I can't guarantee the Bengals are going to win, but I think a lot of people have a really, really, really different and good feeling about this Bengals team that people haven't felt in a very, very, very long time in this city. And I think, quite frankly, I know this is a biased opinion, but even my Browns buddy says this, the Bengals just deserve it more. Yeah. Just something about this. 
They just deserve it more than the Rams do. You know, the Rams were home for the NFC championship game and like this, they got so many benefits of playing in this postseason. but like Bengals did it the hard way and they deserve their first Lombardi. And man, if, if Joe Burrow brings the Lombardi trophy back to Cincinnati, I, I, I hope the whole city shuts down and I'm, will. Going, I'm to. going to that parade. I mean, well, I will well here's the thing. School's already shut down. Well, high school's already shut down and yeah. grade schools and everything else, but I feel like if the Bengals were to win this Super Bowl, the city is shutting down, burning to the ground, and no one's yep. going to see us ever again. Like, it's going to be, it'll probably be the biggest moment in Cincinnati it'll be like Philadelphia. History. It will. It will yeah, be like Philadelphia. Philly. It's going to be Except insane. Maybe maybe not as nut jobby as fans. True. But like... I think there's just going to be a lot of, like, skyline and graders and stuff like traditional <laughs> Cincinnati things. Like I, I, I made a joke to my dad uh, at halftime of the AFC championship game that if we win, I would eat skyline for a year. And I don't know if I'm going to stick to that. I'll probably eat it occasionally. Cause I actually am enjoying skyline a lot more than I used to. So maybe like once, Make a, it week. A, once a week, once thing. a week, probably yeah, once like a week, once a week, I'll, a I'll head to the Ludlow skyline and have a Coney or something. It'll be okay. But I don't know. I I'm kind of going in the same this game with the same mindset as you, Sean. Uh, mm. I'm not I'm not as worried. Like I'm of course I'm worried, but I'm not as worried. You know, I, I I'm not going to touch I, on I, it. I have trust in our team. I'm not going to touch on team. it much much because we do have Super Bowl pre-show next week that we're going to do. But I will say I think it's going to come down to McPherson again. I because I, I, here's the other thing about McPherson. He's 12 for 12 within the last, like, four weeks. In the playoffs. In the playoffs. And he's a rookie. Yeah. He's, like... And everyone the, loves him. Yeah, he's the, he, is the, he is America's kicker, if you will. <laughs> like, he easily is. God, he kicker. is insane. I, my, my dad, after the game, literally went, this is why you draft a kicker. Which is what everyone's been saying. That's, but it's yep. true! It's why you draft a kicker! Like, he, is, he has not missed... As I knock on wood. But, like, still, yeah. it's insane. I'll I, knock on wood. Hang on. Yeah, everyone go knock yeah, on will, something wooden you. in your house right now. Or I Because, like, the last you. game you want Evan McPherson to lo- to miss in is the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, like, yeah. Part of me wants it to be Burrow and Chase all this because I feel like that would be ironic, seeing as oh, that's yeah. how it happened in the national title in 2019. It, I mean, it was Burrow through for five touchdowns. Chase had two of those touchdowns, and it was an insane game. And I would love to see that happen again because I feel like that's just poetic. But like, imagine seeing Joe Burrow looking back to the sidelines at Zach Taylor, and he does like he does this, you know, points yeah. at the ring finger, mm-hmm. like he did in the national championship yeah. game. He points at the ring finger, like "Give me the ring." Like I, oh I, man, like how cool. I wonder if he's that. thinking about that right. Like, well, I wonder. Seasons, oh, he probably is. Two seasons later, Joe Burrow is playing in the national championship mm-hmm. game. He, I, I don't remember if we talked about this last show. Or in the Super Bowl, sorry, in the Super Bowl. But um, he is the only player that has a chance to win the Natty, win the Heisman, and mm-hmm. win the Super Bowl. Only quarterback. Only quarterback. But, you know, not even um, <clears throat> Tom Brady <laughs> did that. So... 
I'm just saying. I I think we have one of we have the potential for another great quarterback. Like I I I know this is maybe a dumb statement, but he's in the Hall of Fame. Like he I I, I see him be I see him getting a jacket and getting a maybe suggestively looking bust because the busts sometimes just don't look that great. But I I do see him making it there at some point in his career. Like obviously not now. It's only you know his sophomore season. But also, can we talk about that? Where's the sophomore slump? It doesn't exist. Yeah. It's not there. I just realized that. It's his sophomore season. And that's where, you know, players are all like, oh, I'm going to well, blah, blah, blah. I and sometimes it doesn't. I think it's because a lot of people aren't looking at this as Joe Burrow's true sophomore season. I mean, true. He usually only played one full year. I mean, that is, while that is true, it's still technically it still is, It still is his second year in the league. I it think. is. Which maybe next year it's going to be different, and that's his second year, blah, blah, blah. But I also don't know if I see it going any worse. I see it going better. I see us winning more. Like, we'll win hand. I, I feel like we'll win handily against a lot of the AFC North, probably. And. I don't really remember any of our non-conference teams that we're playing. I used I I knew them a mi- like a couple weeks ago, but I don't remember what they are. And I mean, I see us making another playoff run. Super Super Bowl maybe not, but at least a playoff run, going pretty deep. And then, uh, like the next ten years, we could easily draft a couple of players, get players in free agency. We could be a dynasty if we really put our minds to it. And we perform. I, I think the Bengals are a free agency O line away from being a dynasty. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, or at least the beginnings of a dynasty. I yeah. shouldn't say a dynasty, but the beginnings of one. We definitely could. Like I, I have Big no potential. doubt in my mind that it would be like that. A lot of potential for that. So that was another topic that I think we might want to save for next week. So Probably. remind me. We'll talk about the future of the Bengals and what expectations should be uh, for the Bengals moving forward after this season, win or lose Super Bowl. Obviously, the show we'll do is going to be before the Super Bowl. But nonetheless, we'll talk about the expectations uh, Cincinnati fans should have. Um, And I think everyone's kind of thinking the same thing. At minimum, there should be a playoff appearance and at least playoff win every year. I wrote it down. I, ha- I have the idea written down, so we have it. Okay, good. So we'll save that. We'll say we'll th- we'll talk about how high we think those expectations realistically should be. Um, optimism is never a bad thing, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk about that next week. So, um, really, nothing going on with the Reds uh, other than the MLB still in a lockout. There's no progress there. They need to figure it out. We could talk about soon. the Florence y'alls. So true, we could, we could because I have I might have an internship with them. So you, I may, you were looking at a potential producer for the y'alls. Just saying, I saw that. I saw the uh, was I saw that same flyer. Yeah, I was thinking about applying. I, I I applied. I have an interview with uh, a Mr. Anthony Bazzini, who apparently is like the owner or something. I don't know what position he holds, but I have an interview on Monday, so I'm hoping that that happens. But we can talk about the y'alls. It's it's not the Reds, but it's still baseball in sort of Cincinnati. Baseball. It's about like forty minutes away, maybe. But is it inside just... the two seventy five loop? Oh, it's true. It's not. <laughs> Wait, is it? No, I have no idea. I think it might be just um, outside. I'd, I'd have to look. It's at that. outside because two seventy five loop is around. 
Right, yeah. right. You're no, you're right. Okay. Damn. I think it is outside of 275, just Rats. by like a mile or two. I I had an idea and it did it did not stick. Oh well. <laughs> it, I, at least tried, you know, but <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. So yeah, Reds, no progress there with the MLB. It's it's gonna be shaky, man. I I my friends, I have some friends that think that the season's gonna be affected. Either it's gonna not happen. It's not gonna start on time. It's not gonna start. It's not gonna start on time. I think is one very widely held belief. Uh, I have one friend who's like, I I think that's the minimum. He's like, I think there's just may not be a season at all, which would suck. That would be very be awful. Because I would be terrible. Because I just got into the Reds last year, like actually fully got engulfed in the Reds. Like I love the Reds now. I used to not. I used to not like baseball, but now I do. I've converted and. For me to go from the last season where we were decent, I don't think we were bad, to the season where there's no baseball at all, I'm gonna, I, I might lose my mind. I'm gonna be completely real. Yeah, it's gonna, it would be really hard. Be really hard. I was like, and I said this to a friend of mine. I was like, no wonder Nick Castellanos hasn't gone anywhere. Like, there's really nowhere to go. Yeah, like, like yeah, why would uh-huh. you go anywhere when the season's not gonna happen? So you know. Yeah, I don't know. and I feel really bummed for guys like Jonathan India. Oh yeah. Like, you know, I, I, when I think about this season starting on a delay, I think about him mm-hmm. because, you know, I think about like, the, you know, he just had his rookie year. He was rookie of the year in the NL. And it, it really, you know, I wanted to see him play more. I, you know, everyone wants to see him play more. And for him to come off a rookie of the year um, season, and then, you know, now there's this big lockout and like the whole season might be delayed. Like that sucks. Like that's a crappy way to, I don't want to say enter the, the league but that's a crappy way to you know start the beginning of your career at least um not ideal to continue the beginning of your career so it's it's a bummer what's going on right now but you know we'll do our best to keep you all in touch with what's going on and um it's it's pretty crazy right now at the mlb it's it's weird that we still have these problems to this day but you know it's players and owners will always disagree they just always will yep even if they say they do on paper, they really don't. Um, yep, exactly. So it's a whole thing. So we will uh, we will keep track on that. And we'll have Bearcats we'll baseball. Home. It's okay. Bearcats, yep. Yeah, true. There will be Bearcats. There will be Bearcats baseball. baseball. We will be covering All that. Stuff. So we, we, will. we will be doing those games. That I will. cannot wait. That will be so much fun. I'm, very, I'm <laughs> excited for spring sports. Like, I'm so yeah. excited. I know, me too. Like, baseball. First game is... is First home game is March 4th for the Bearcats. Yeah, we have baseball, women's lacrosse. I might be on ESPN Plus for that, like, talking about lacrosse. So, I'm excited. February 16th, UC plays Ohio State at Nipper. And in the preseason polls, we're actually ranked fourth in the nation for the women's lacrosse. So, if you need a new sport to watch, women's lacrosse, I am an advocate. Watch it. Okay. Okay. Wow. Uh, you know okay. what? Hey, with the number four ranking, mm-hmm. I will. I will show up to that game. Yeah. See, I I didn't know that yeah. we were ranked fourth. Like, the, granted, these are preseason polls. I know nothing. Like, I don't know anything about lacrosse. I have never played, never either. watched. But the fact that we're ranked fourth is kind of impressive, and I want yeah. to do it. So, yeah. you know, no, if, I think that's really neat. And also, go to hockey games, people. Like, true. UC's hockey team. Like, sure, they're not the best, but it's they're still juicy hockey, and it's cool. We they're good. We they are we good. are good. We went one and one against Xavier in the crosstown faceoff. We kind of uh, 
hurt X uh, first game going eight and one. Like we beat them eight to one. Uh, so you know, I I would definitely follow them on Instagram and Twitter. I think it's just like Go Bearcats Hockey or something. I don't really know. If you type in UC Hockey, you'll find it. But go like go find these sports that aren't like the sports we talk about on the podcast because they're some of them are good. Women's basketball is pretty good. UC's hockey is pretty good. Tennis, I think, is pretty good. I'm not really sure. I don't really pay attention to tennis, but I think they're good. And coming into the spring season, lacrosse, I mean, I don't really know much about track and field. I did it for one year. But also baseball, softball is a club, club sport. Do some softball, maybe. I don't know. Like, we have lots yeah. of sports <laughs> that we don't we don't get to on the podcast. But the baseball, I mean, the baseball team, I just want to talk about them very briefly. In the time that I've been at UC, they've been relatively successful. They have. My freshman mm-hmm. year, yep. my freshman year was 2019, uh, or well, it was the spring of 2019. That was the season they went. Uh, they went to the American Athletic Conference Championship Tournament, um, and they they won it all. They absolutely destroyed UConn in the final, 22 to five. That was a lot of fun to watch. And then it was like, oh, you know, they they they're going to the tournament for the first wait, time in like wait. 40 plus years. And they got to go travel to Corvallis to take on the defending national champion, Oregon State Beavers. And then they beat Oregon State at Oregon State. It was like, holy crap. Like, they didn't make it much further. I think they lost to Michigan. In they lost to Michigan, but Michigan made it to the finals that year. So right, Michigan and then they lost to good. Vanderbilt in, in, the, in, the, in the finals. So, like, UC baseball, that was a great – that was amazing to watch. I, I remember, like, app, like, I would stay up to watch those games where I could, and I was so excited for UC baseball and – then the soft, my sophomore year, the games never happened, COVID. And then last year, they didn't make a whole lot of noise, but they played well. I mean, they beat uh, – when I the only UC baseball game I went to last year, they beat number five Louisville. Mm-hmm. Uh, on a walk-off. I remember that. On a walk-off. I, I was, was, it was It was awesome. It was like my – I was taking a um, sports uh, journalism class with Michael Perry, uh, and we were originally supposed to go to a women's basketball game. That was always what he did. He would take his class to a women's basketball game and you would write about the women's basketball game. He's like, okay, well, we can't do that. So like, he's like, all right, our backup plan, let's just go to a UC baseball game. And then he picked the best UC baseball game he could have picked. Like right. upset the number Good five choice. team in the country. It was amazing because they were down like a lot. Like it was, it was a back and forth game. It was a battle. The Bearcats came back, took it to extra innings and then, won in extra innings and it was awesome it was it was it was such a fun so go out and support bearcats baseball man like they're not very popular but a decent amount of people show up to their games and they are fun they are fun it's free for students to get in it's it's awesome it's, it's a great atmosphere it's a good time um you know these 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 players they're good guys they're good players scott Gugans is an incredible head coach um who by the way was the former xavier head coach so get out there and support those guys. They're gonna they're gonna love your help. They're gonna love your support because just get, go out there and support them, man. Agreed. Like they've been doing some pretty crazy stuff over the last couple of years. So that's really all I gotta say about spring sports. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. I'm just that's all I, got. I just love sports. Like that's just me. I I I am happy. I love talking about literally all the sports. I'm learning about new yep. sports every day, and I'm also a huge you know Bearcats fan. Obviously, I go to the university so. I like I go to more women's games than men's games partially because I can get in for free, but also because like I just like supporting sports and I also did a lot of covering of women's sports in high school and I think that's where a lot of it strives from. But we sure. we have so and I mean we just have so many 
good teams, just in general. Like, none of our teams are bad, per se. They're either, like, mid-500 to just above 500 to, like, good teams. Like, yeah. I, I just think that we should go and support our just random Bearcats teams that we have. Like, yeah. and especially the ones that don't get much, likes. don't get much press, like hockey, because they're not like an actual NCAA sanctioned sport. They're just a club sport, sort of. But fun fact about uh, uh, universities and sports, actually, the better the uh, an athletic program does, uh, the better the school does uh, mm-hmm. for in a lot of ways. Financially, um, they do better with academics, um, enrollment. Like a- people, people talk, you know. I remember my freshman year when Fifth Third Arena got finished renovating and people were like, oh, this is what my tuition money is going to. And I'm like, well, yeah, there's numerous studies that support that if, it, if your team does well, your like your grades go up and the university gets better. Like mm-hmm. you should want sport. Sports bring in a bunch of money. They do. People don't realize. No, they, they so do. A bunch of money. Sports bring in an absurd amount of money by, I mean, obviously like ticket sales and stuff, but if they win like championships and stuff, get paid yeah they and plus i mean we're going to the big 12 we're expanding we have more money i'm pretty sure we're gonna renovate nippert it's one of the things that they're talking about doing and what would they wait what would they renovate Nippert? what would they do they i there's some kind of plan they want to make it a full horseshoe they would i don't remember i don't remember exactly i'd have to i'll have to find the thing and i can talk about it next episode but they they want to expand Nipper. They want to make it bigger to hold more fans. And I I swear it's a thing. I don't know where it is, but they want to do. I don't, I don't know that they really should because then you block out the building and like I I don't know that they should add on. I mean, if they if they can find a way to add on something in the north end zone, maybe. Yeah. But like, uh, I I don't know that they really should personally. I have no idea. But that and then like also we get more NCAA sanctioned sports like uh, hockey, <laughs> which yeah. I would be a, it would be so fun for UC to have an NCAA hockey team. I don't know where they play. Don't, don't get me wrong. I have no idea where they play because I feel like we'd have to have an actual facility for that, but still it's another, you sport. could turn the, uh, the armory into a, a hockey True. Rink. You could turn the armory into a hockey rink. Mm-hmm. That'd be fun. I we're just talking about that. Yeah, so. we could do that. Anyway, yeah, there's, anyway, we, enough we of my nice. enough of my sports tangent. Uh, <laughs> Went on a huge tangent there, yeah. but hey, that's never a bad thing. It's this cool. is a sports show after all, so sure is. Um, I think so that's really about... every. I think that's everything we got to talk about tonight. Does anyone have any closing thoughts? Who uh, day? Yep. That's all I got. Who day? And then we'll be back next week to talk Bearcats basketball as well as Bengals football. We'll preview the Super Bowl, talk about the odds and. You know, all the usual stuff we talk about when we preview a game. Just this time, it'll be Super Bowl edition. So, with that being said, I'm Sean McMahon, joined by Ethan Herzog and Tyler Gilman. Thanks, everybody, for joining us for Episode 11 of Inside the 275 Loop. We'll be back next week. As always, go Bearcats, and especially go Bengals. It's February football.